Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast. Coming to you from the Tabernacle of Praise Church International, headquartered in York, South Carolina, where our founder and overseer is Bishop Alfred Jackson. Copies of the message from this broadcast can be purchased at our headquarters in Monrovia at the Hope of Praise Church in Numatadia States, where Jackson G. Weah is pastor. We would love to hear from you, so write to us here in America at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745, or email us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank God for this opportunity to preach, to minister the word this morning. Ephesians chapter 4. Begin reading at verse number 22 for our text. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which has been corrupted by deceitful desires to be, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I want to talk about Changing bad habits. Changing bad habits. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. And I thank you, Lord, that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I will minister your word in a manner that will be pleasing to you in a manner that will make you smile and in a manner that will bless your people. I pray for every ear in this place, every person in this building that we will have ears to hear what you want to say to us today. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Changing bad habits. Does anybody have any bad habits? This message was inspired by the teaching last Sunday on Jabez as he began, as he decided that he was not going to accept the negative words spoken over him by his mother. Uh, He received a revelation from God that life could be different, that life could be better. And he acted on the revelation that he got from God. You read, that's in 1 Chronicles chapter chapter number 4, verses 9 and 10, and I'm not going through the entire message from last Sunday. You can get the CD, and I believe it will bless you, for there is 
There is a lot of information in that message. Um, but when you look at Jabez and you look at the fact that his mother bore him in pain, she named him Jabez because she bore him in pain. And everything that, all of the ramifications that that word spoken over him meant. Uh, because when he prayed to God, he, he prayed specifically for some things in that prayer. And you can go back and read it or get the message and listen to it. But, but, but there were ramifications of that pain in Jabez's life. And uh, Jabez had a revelation from God that he didn't have to accept what was spoken over him before he was born. What was spoken over him before he had a chance to seek God for himself. What was spoken over him before he had an opportunity to pray or to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, that message is, is packed, filled with, with, with meaning and implications for our lives because we come into this world and if, if we have a spiritual understanding, if we know the scriptures, the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. If we have a spiritual understanding and we see the work of the enemy in people's lives and in our own lives where his desire is to steal from us, to kill us and to destroy us, not, not just taking cars or taking money out of our bank account, but destroying our destiny, destroying what God created us to be and to fulfill and destroying what God has created us to fulfill in our lives. The devil comes to abort our destinies. And that's what the devil came to do for Jabez. Because God's thoughts toward all of us are good only and not evil. To give all of us a future and an expected end. We may not understand that when we're five, six, and seven years old, but Somebody ought to get to us with the gospel so that as we get old enough to understand, we begin to understand that God has a plan for our lives, that God created us for a purpose. We didn't just come into this world and to live any kind of way and to do any kind of thing or to be guided by our own fleshly desires or our own minds that have been warped by what has happened to us. And, and we pointed out in the message last Sunday that there are some things that happened to some of us that we didn't ask for. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so as, as, as the Lord continued to minister to me from that message, um, he spoke to me about change and, 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 and the concept that kept coming to me from that message was changed and, and it prompted me to do some more study and some more reading and I came across information about changing habits changing habits and how important it is but yet how difficult it is for us to change habits yeah, 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 yeah and, and all of us have habits and, and a lot of times the thing that we don't deal with and in, 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 in our walk with the Lord is changing bad habits. Yeah, yeah. But it's important to change bad habits. 
A habit is, 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 is something that, that is settled upon, a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that's hard to give up. A settled or regularly, a regular tendency or practice, especially one that's hard to give up. As human beings, we tend to be creatures of habit. Some of you go to work the same way every day. It's a habit. Not that there are no other routes to go, but you go to work the same way every day. Some of you have the same habits before you go to bed at night. Do the same things. Habits. But there are other habits that we have that we don't talk about a whole lot. Uh, habits that we wish nobody else knew about. Yeah, that, that need to be changed. Bad habits. Somebody say bad habits. A lot of people accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, but never really change their most sacred or their special bad habits. And sometimes we say, well, that's just the way I am. Or that's, that's the way I was created. Or we keep making excuses and asking God to forgive us, but we never really intend to change. Yeah. But my brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, a whole lot of us have been deceived. Because becoming a Christian requires that we change. It requires, it's, it's not an optional thing. You, you don't just become a Christian and remain the same. No, no. We, we can't say that we are Christians and refuse to do what it takes to change those habits in our lives that don't please God. Amen. 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 Scripture is very clear about this. Very, very plain about this. That once we accept Jesus as Savior and Lord, there is a requirement in us, of us, not by the preacher, not by the church, but by God to change. We've been born in sin. We've been shaped in iniquity. We have a sin nature. Our minds have been shaped by the things of the world. And it's dangerous, saints of God, especially in these times that we live, to listen to people like Dr. Phil and Oprah and, 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 and all these folk on television who do not have a revelation of God, nor a, nor a rooted foundation in the scriptures and shape our beliefs on what the world says is right and okay or what mama says is right and okay. It's dangerous. And it's dangerous to get angry with God because what he said is that we need to change and we don't want to change. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And, and I realize we're living at a time when the church is going to come under attack for preaching the, preaching the scriptures. 
Because people don't want to change it. And people will say that, that we're intolerant and that we're mean. And, and, and no, it's not that. Everybody that comes to God has to change. Everybody, everybody, I don't care. Because all of us, my sin may not have been your sin and your sin may not have been my sin. But when I come to God, I've got to change. I've got to change. And, and change is hard. Don't, don't let anybody fool you. Change, change is hard. It, it, it's, it's not an easy thing. Remember, remember a habit. A habit is something that is settled. You know, it's settled in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we talked about this in, on Wednesday night in Bible study. And uh, one of the things, and I'm going to take my time and, and share this message with you. And, and um, because it's important that we get the word of God. You know, and you, we, we talked about how difficult change is. And, 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 and one of the things that, that we talked about was how, you know, s- s- some people just find it so difficult to change. But, but, you know, it's better to change than to die and go to hell. Um, it, it's better to submit to God for, for believers and, and, and have change come in our lives rather than to have change forced on us. You know, we talked about, you know, how the roots of a large oak tree, you know, that those roots grow deep into the ground. And there's a saying that an old tree will break before the bend. You know, and yeah, that's true. And, and, and the Lord gave me the image of, of, of a storm. We, we would want to change before a storm comes in our lives. Because I don't care how, how rooted, how, how big that oak tree is, or uh, whatever tree you want to use, how big that tree is and how, how solid it looks and how strong it is, a tornado can come and blow that tree over. But the sad part about it is, is that when the storm comes and blows the tree over, the tree doesn't just fall. Because it's so big, it falls on houses and it falls on cars and it does a whole lot of other damage. So it's better for us to submit to God for change before something happens in our lives to try to push us to change. I understand that that God doesn't force us to do anything. You are a free moral agent. You can do whatever you want to do. You really can live your life the way you want to live your life. That's your right. You have a right to do that. And God understands that right. But God has the final say. God has the final say. So if we choose, if we choose to live our lives contrary to the will of God, then we also choose the consequences of living apart from God. Not only is it eternal, not only is it separation from God on this side, but it's also eternal separation from God. It is eternal damnation. It's it's living an eternity in hell. The Bible says, where your soul never dies. Yeah, yeah. So habits, habits are hard to change. They're hard to change. It's work, but it's necessary work. It's necessary work. And the Bible is very plain about this. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Take my time and go through this from... from, um, yeah, I'm going to pick up at verse 17. I'm going to go through this. Well, 
you know, you really need to read the whole chapter. But because, because in the beginning of the chapter, and I'll just summarize it, Paul talks about the gifts that are given uh, by, the, by God, by Christ, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, until we mature, that we be no longer children tossed to and fro by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming, instead speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up in him. And we got to realize who the ultimate schemer is. The ultimate schemer is the devil. But then in verse 17, he says, so I tell you this. Now, he's speaking to believers. He's speaking to people who've accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. All right? And it's important for us to hear this because we have bad habits that need to change. And we've dressed up our habits. We've dressed up ourselves and we've put on, we've taken a bath and we put on cologne and deodorant and we put on clean clothes. But there's a stench down on the inside that God can still smell. There are things that God can still see that other people may not see. So I tell you this and insist on it. I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles. The Gentiles are people that are, that are outside of Christ, that have never accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. That's, that's who he's talking about. As the Gentiles do in the futility, the uselessness of their thinking. Because the big, our biggest problem is in the way we think. It's our mindset. Things have been rooted in our mind. That's why the Bible says that weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds because Satan has established strongholds in our minds. And we have to learn to cast down imaginations and all of those arguments that are raised by the devil against what God says truth is. We have to cast those things down, okay? So, he says, as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, that they be darkened, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Due to the hardening of their hearts. When, when you refuse God, when we refuse the truth, and, 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 and you allow Satan to continually work with your mind, then your will will be hardened against God. You will be hardened against the truth, and you will not accept the truth because now there's a hardness. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, can't, I can't take my head and, and break through this wood because this wood is hard. And, and so when our will becomes hard, it's difficult for us to hear the truth. Having lost all sensitivity. Now he's explaining something to us that when your will is hardened, you also lose sensitivity. You're not even sensitive to spiritual things. They're giving themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. Mm. So, so, so then your sensual nature your, your, your senses, you, 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 you get in, engaged in satisfying the senses. Whatever, whatever your senses want, 
Doesn't have to be sex. It could be liquor. It could be gambling. It could be partying. Whatever, it could be having a good time all of the time. Whatever your senses want, your, your sensual nature, and, and then you begin to indulge in every kind of impurity. Anybody that, that, that ever has gotten caught up in, 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 in their sensual nature, know what your sensual nature can lead to. Now, you don't have to talk about it in the church today, but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, however, listen, you, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. Somebody say former way of life. So when I come to Jesus, there has to be a former way of life. I can't come to Christ and accept Christ as my Savior and my Lord and, 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 and then I continue in the life that I had before I accepted Jesus. There has to be a former way of life. You need to know, you need to be able to identify the former way of life. If there is no difference between you now and you then, before you accept Jesus, I don't know if you really accepted Jesus. Let me go a little bit further. Whew. You were taught with regards to your form of a way of life to put off your old self. That's why change, changing bad habits is hard. Because you're putting off yourself, your old self. You become familiar with your old self. You know your old self. Your old self is your buddy, your friend, your pal. I'm not talking about that outside pal. I'm talking about this pal that you created inside of you. You know. <sighs> yeah. You know your old self. Young people, don't think I'm just talking to old people. Older people. Because there are some habits that you all are forming that are not good habits. Those are the secret things y'all do on Snapchat and, and, and all those other little apps that your parents don't know about. And you're telling your parents that you love the Lord and, and, and you're doing right, but you got all this secrecy going on. And you're developing habits to conversations with people in those little apps and talking to people and engaging in stuff that, that don't please God. And, and it's getting ingrained in you. You think you're going to change when you get older. It's going to be hard to change. Old habits are real hard to break. Real hard to break. If you're a gossip, baby, it's hard. You, you, you begin to love gossip. You, know, you begin to look for gossip. You begin to call people up on the phone to find out what the latest gossip is. Amen. See, so you, you know what I'm talking about. <sighs> you were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new, to be made new, to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehoods, put off lying, and speak truthfully to his neighbor. Who is my neighbor? My wife could be my neighbor. My, my, your husband could be your neighbor, all right? 
For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Y'all listening? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice, hatred. Be kind and affectionate and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ Just as in Christ God forgave you. Let me go down to chapter 5. But be imitators of God, therefore as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, are y'all with me? There must not be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed because these are improper for God's people, God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity. Stop cussing. That's what we call it. It's obscene language. Nor should there be any obscenity or could be obscene pictures and stuff like that that you're watching on Facebook and and on those X-rated sites. Uh... Foolish talk, coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person such as an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. I'm going to stop right there. I could read on. You can read on. Go to any of the epistles and read. Part of our problem is that we don't read the Bible, and when we read it, we don't believe it. Read it. Read it. In the 22nd and 24th verse of this chapter, it shows us that the major changes, the major changes must occur when we are converted, when we are saved. Old practices and old habits have to be replaced with new habits, good habits, godly habits. So Christians have to learn. Somebody say Christians. Christians, Christians have to learn. Now we want, we want the world to change and be like us. But we need to learn. Christians have to learn. Good habits. You know, good habits like studying the Bible. Good habits like praying. Good habits like loving God and loving people. Good habits like faith and faithfulness and patience and kindness and honesty and attending worship. Good habits. 
like giving to others, like giving to God, like teaching others, like sharing our faith. And we have to eliminate all of those bad habits. They're hard to eliminate, but we, we have a responsibility to come to God and change. Don't get bored now. This is not a, this is not a fun message. Because we will allow old habits to, to, to just stay with us because we're so comfortable with them. They become like familiar spirits. They're familiar to us. And, you know, we quickly say God understands. No, God says change. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you might prove what is that, what well, I switched the verses around, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Who? Yeah. So we got to eliminate those bad habits. Foul language, uncontrolled temper, gambling, doing drugs, drinking alcoholic beverages, gossiping, lying, viewing pornography, sexual promiscuity, adultery. We got to eliminate those bad habits. That's what the Bible is calling us to do. Now, knowing what we need to change is one thing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Knowing how to change is totally something different. Amen? But it's not impossible to change. Does anybody say amen to that? It's not impossible to change those bad habits. Amen. Remember that a habit is a settled.